I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. On this podcast, rather than reviewing movies, two thumbs up, two thumbs down, loved it or hated it, we look at them in terms of what we can learn from them as screenwriters. We look at good movies, bad movies, movies that we loved, and movies that we hated. This podcast is offered absolutely free and with no outside advertising. So if you like what you hear, please help us reach our goal of 10,000 listeners by subscribing to us on iTunes and writing us a review. You can find a link to do so at writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing Coco, the new Pixar movie by Adrian Molina and Matthew Aldrich. If you haven't seen this beautiful film yet, then you really should run to the theater immediately because not only is it perhaps the most visually stunning Pixar film yet, but also one of the most structurally interesting for us to learn from as screenwriters and filmmakers. Often when you see a film that's as perfect as Coco, you imagine that these writers must know something that you don't. That maybe they worked backwards from the perfect ending or started with the perfect idea. But the truth is, Melina and Aldrich's approach to this film was a journey in itself. A journey they took with director Lee Uncrich of seven years into research of Mexican culture and the traditions of Dia de Muertos, into wrong ways and missteps. In other words, it was a process of rewriting. In fact, the first draft of the story was about an American kid with a Mexican mom traveling to Mexico for Dia de Muertos and learning to let go of someone that he loved and lost. As an early draft, the idea made perfect sense. They wanted to teach an American audience about Dia de Muertos. So what better technique to do so than to bring us in through the eyes of a main character who didn't know his own culture? Because it was built around Dia de Muertos they knew it had to wrestle with the theme of death. So what better idea than to tell a story about letting go of someone you've lost? They wrote the whole script and even got as far as developing art for the project before they finally realized they were telling a story that, as Unkic put it, thematically was antithetical to what Dia de Muertos is all about. They were telling a story about letting go, and Dia de Muertos is about, as he said, never letting go. It's about this obligation to remember our loved ones and pass their stories along. Writing is a search for the truth, a mining of our subconscious to find the real characters that live there, the real themes we are wrestling with, the real structure that can take us where we need to go, the real meaning that makes our movies matter. In this way, it's a process by which we find out who we are. Just like the main character of Coco, Miguel, finds out who he is and what he believes in by exploring his art and his voice as a musician. And sometimes that means realizing, just as Miguel does, that we are staring at half a picture. That our assumptions about our story or our character or our plot don't match the truth. That we're not telling the story we think that we're telling. Sometimes we find the truth through researching the world of our screenplay. And sometimes that means digging in a lot of places to find where the truth lies. 
It might seem obvious by the final draft that the theme of the movie and the structure of the character's journey needed to tie together with the meaning of Dia de Muertos. But sometimes it takes writing that early draft, or even several drafts, that go totally in the wrong direction before you uncover the source of the feeling that something's off and start to discover what the story really needs to be. It may seem obvious by the final draft that an adorable animal character could generate some great laughs for the audience. But who could have imagined that the fabulous dog in Coco, Dante, would spring from research about the Aztec traditions from which Dia de Muertos grew? People believe that a Xolo Quintly, otherwise known as a Xolo hairless dog, was necessary to bring a spirit from the land of the living to the land of the dead. And it was this research that led the writers into even more esoteric research about that breed of dog and the discovery that Sholo dogs' teeth tend to fall out, causing their tongues to loll out to the side. And who could have predicted that it was from that research, barely even connected to the idea of Dea de Muertos, from which a laugh-out-loud visual gag in almost every scene was born. A non-writer might assume that researching dog breeds for a Day of the Dead movie was a waste of time, or even worse, a willful act of procrastination. A non-writer might assume that writing a whole draft or many drafts of a structure that you may not even end up using would be a total failure. But an artist follows the instinct, not even knowing where it's going to take them. An artist allows themselves the freedom to follow the feeling that this feels right until the real truth starts to emerge. That doesn't mean that we should confuse historical research with the writing process. That doesn't mean that we should try to squeeze in every detail of our research into the script. And that certainly doesn't mean that we should confuse what we want our audience to learn with the real product we're delivering, the structure of our character's journey. But it does mean that we can use our research to find that point of entry, to find that one true thing that helps us understand the character or the world, or the entire structure of the film. From our research, we'll start to find our theme, our characters, the look of our film, the world, our style, our rhythm, our tone. Many writers think that research is something you have to do before you can start writing. Something you have to get perfect so that you can know everything and find your perfect plan and not waste any time. But research is actually something you do as you write. In fact... The writing itself is research. Every word you write is research. It's a quest guided partly by intellect and partly by instinct for the seeds out of which your real story will grow. It's a quest by which you'll connect to that real voice in yourself and transform your movie from something that makes sense to something that moves that takes both you and your characters and your audience on a life-changing emotional journey. At the beginning, often that means digging in many places and playing and practicing and exploring and sketching. And as you do so, some words you write will start to resonate with you. A single line of dialogue on the page 
an image that you can't get out of your head, a moment you don't quite understand, a structural beat that makes you laugh or cry, and other moments that should resonate, that intellectually make a ton of sense, ideas that seem great in your head or in an outline or in a pitch, will often surprise you by falling flat on the page. Plot points that should make you cry will instead ring hollow or false. Until one day something clicks. Sometimes it's a moment or a line or a movement of your story or something you learn in your research. Sometimes it's something as minor as a single moment. And sometimes it's as profound as a whole structure for your character's journey. And sometimes it's as simple as a song. Like the Remember Me song in Coco which ends up being not only the song we're all going to leave singing, but also the thematic link between Dia de Muertos and the journey of the character, the structure from which everything else will arise. But what it really is is your theme, that song inside of you that you've been trying to get out, that little bit of truth trying to find its way onto the page. And suddenly, you're not digging in many places anymore. You're digging in one place. And you're digging as deeply as you can because you found that vein of gold and you want to get as much of it out of the ground and onto the page as you possibly can. That's the place that we're all searching for as writers. And sometimes our desire to find that place cuts us off from the process by which we can actually arrive there. Sometimes we imagine we can get there more quickly by thinking really hard or planning really hard or making sure we know everything before we start. Sometimes we imagine we can get there by quickly rushing through those early scenes, trying to get the bones on the page, rather than doing the real work, the real research of writing. Sometimes we imagine we can get there quickly by getting serious about our scripts rather than playing around and exploring or by following some pre-programmed formula that some other writer made or some coverage reader jotted down in their notes about your script. But the truth is none of these techniques will get you there faster. Rather, they will cut you off from the real opportunity of arriving. They'll keep you digging on the surface, chasing the fool's gold when there's acres and acres of real gold under your feet. Gold that you, and only you, have the capacity to access. To do that, like Miguel, you have to cross over into a land where you don't normally go. To do that, like Miguel, you have to remember what is really important to you. To do that, like Miguel, you have to look truth in the face and take it back with you to the other side. And that means taking the time to do the research into your own truth. Seeing and feeling and hearing every word you write. Applying both art and craft to every page as if it were the only page that mattered. That means refusing to rush to the end and instead keeping focused on where you are right now. So you can connect to each moment and each character and all of those little details in which the real theme lies. That means allowing yourself to take wrong turns so you can find the true path of your intuition. That means surrounding yourself with great artists who push you past your own blind spots, just like Lee Unkrich pushed his writers. 
people that don't allow you to accept half-truths when there's still a whole truth underneath. That means surrounding yourself with people who don't allow you to stop digging until the full power of your voice is excavated. And the only way to do that is to commit fully, to keep on digging with everything you've got until you find that place where everything suddenly comes into focus. Stay tuned for the next installment of this podcast in which I'll be breaking down the structure of Coco and showing you how one song, Remember Me, was used to generate a structure for the entire film and the entire journey of the character. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Again, we make this podcast available totally free and with no outside advertising. So if it was helpful for you, please help us reach our goal of 10,000 listeners by subscribing to us on iTunes and writing us a review. It really does make a big difference in keeping this podcast free for everyone. You can find a link to do so at writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast. For a complete transcript of this podcast or to learn more about studying with me or my faculty in New York City, live online, on one of our international retreats, or as part of our one-on-one ProTrack mentorship program, you can learn more on our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. Mm-hmm.